Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. All right, let's see here. Today is 4 August. It's a new month. It's, uh, oh gosh, it's the middle of summer. We still got another, at least half as much to go as we've already gone. So we figure, I always say the 16th of October, it's going to cool down. Last year it didn't, the year before it didn't, but 16 October is usually a pretty good guess for starting to get down a little cooler and less humidity. But it's Global global warming, of course, that's right. We'll have a little problem with that, and it'll be uh, maybe March before it starts cooling down, and they'll get warm in April. Anyway, um, let's see here. We got our first category, as always, is Israel. And before I uh, actually get into our Israel news today, I said last week, uh, clip and mag. I was talking about the mag loader that we got, and I said a clip is one thing and a mag is another. Don't listen to me. I know as much about guns as most people know about, you know, rocket science. So anyway, apparently a mag is internal. The bullets fit inside and a clip is where the bullets are out. Okay. So I just wanted to correct that because I had all the gun nuts email me, several of them, and tell me you said the wrong thing. Anyway, clip, mag, it's a mag loader. Anyway, and once again, I can thank Lynn for sending that because uh, it's really a nice addition to the, uh, the uh, gun collection I have and being able to fill those babies up. Um, okay, our first category, as I said, is Israel, and our first article is from UN Watch. UN Council singles out Israel as world's only violator of human rights of women. The only one in the world. Iran, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and Pakistan were among the members of UN's 54-nation Economic and Social Council, a principal organ of the world body, who voted to single out and condemn Israel as the only country in the world that violates women's rights. Now imagine that. You got these people on the council, Saudi Arabia, not really well known for women's rights, but they have made some changes in the past couple months. Um, Yemen, probably not really strong on women's rights, and certainly not Pakistan, all right? And then you've got all of the people that aren't on the body that are definitely violators of women's rights, such as Iran, she said, and you got North Korea and quite a few other nations, and they decide to single out Israel. So there you go, the annual bias against Israel at the UN. Uh, from the Jerusalem Post, Bernie Sanders would use foreign aid as leverage on Israel. Well, that's what foreign aid is. That's what you're supposed to do. But why would you use it against Israel when, one, you're a Jew, and two, they're the only working de democracy in the Middle East. They're our closest allies possibly in the world, maybe along with Japan and used to be England, but Anyway, we've got Israel. Why would he, he, the guy's just crazy. Bernie Sanders said that he would absolutely consider using foreign aid as leverage to get the Israel government to act differently. And then he brags, I lived in Israel. I worked in a kibbutz for a number of months. Well, guess what a kibbutz is? It's a communist entity. That's exactly what it is. And so he's bragging about being exactly what he is, a commie. I have family in Israel. I am Jewish. I'm not anti-Israel. I believe that the people of Israel absolutely have the right to live in peace, independence, and security. End of discussion, he says. Well, I don't think so. 
But I think what has happened is in recent years, under Netanyahu, you have an extreme right-wing government with many racist tendencies. Now, anybody that says that Netanyahu's extreme right-wing is insane because the reason why the coalition fell apart was because of the extreme right-wing people. He was trying to stay in the center, and they wanted to do something over here, and it didn't work out. So the guy, is, he's just a liar. He said, end of discussion, but the role of the United States, and this is not easy, is to try to finally bring peace to the Middle East and to treat the Fakistinian people with the kind of respect and dignity they deserve. Well, when they stop lobbing bombs at Israel, and when they stop sending people in to stab Israelis, then you can treat them with the peace and respect that they deserve. But until they stop doing that, and as you know, because we report on it week after week, is that they fund these people continuously. They're in prison, and they give them stipends for having killed this number of Jews. They're out on the streets, and they're, you know, living in hiding away from the uh, Israelis so they don't get captured, and they're getting a stipend because of the people that they've killed in Israel. And that's why we cut all funding from the United States. So why would he take their side in these issues? It makes no sense. But our policy cannot just be pro-Israel, pro-Israel, pro-Israel. Well, why not? Anybody? Anybody here tell me why it can't be pro-Israel? Yeah. There are allies. They have done nothing but support the United States, and we've done nothing but be their friends, and we've worked harmoniously with them. Why shouldn't we be pro-Israel? It has got to be a pro-region working with all of the people, all of the countries in that area, he says. What we need to do is not say we're 100% pro-Israel. Well, I don't see a problem with being that. Or 100% pro-Saudi Arabia. Well, we're not. We've called Saudi Arabia out on many things, many times. We hate Iran, he says. We hate the Fakistinians. Nobody says that we hate Iran, and nobody says that we hate the Fakistinians. We want Iran to stop causing trouble, and so we put sanctions against them. We want them to not build a nuclear bomb, and so we end the JCPOA that was made by our previous president with them. All right? And, of course, talking about the Fakistinians, once again, they're funding their people to kill Jews. Until they stop that then we should not be working with them. That is not the role that the United States of America should play. Well, yes, it is. That is why we have foreign aid. And as I said, we use it for leverage. And we'll see one towards the end of the Prophecy Update today. A good job that our president did with that particular issue. From Superior Word News, Israeli satellite Amos 17 launch delayed due to suspect valve. It was supposed to take off yesterday, and I was going to give you a report on that. It didn't take off, and it'll probably be later next week. This satellite is intended to improve Internet, cellular, and TV service in Africa, the Middle East, and Europe. It will orbit about 36,000 kilometers above Central Africa. It is expected to last about 20 years. They're putting it on one of Elon Musk's uh, rockets is going up from Cape Kennedy, and we could have watched it from our backyard, but we'll have to wait a couple days on that. From the Times of Israel, Israel, U.S. say they've conducted successful test of Aero 3 missiles in Alaska. Good job. Israel and the United States completed a series of successful tests of their advanced Aero 3 missile defense system in Alaska. The weapon system successfully demonstrated hit-to-kill interceptions of ballistic targets in space, according to the ministry. So this is Israel working with us. Why wouldn't we be supporting them? Pro-Israel, pro-Israel, pro-Israel. I'm fully behind them on that. Anyway, uh, Netanyahu said they were successful beyond any imagination. 
the Arrow 3 with complete success, intercepted ballistic missiles beyond the atmosphere at unprecedented altitudes and speeds. Today, Israel has the ability to act against ballistic missiles that could be launched against us from Iran or anywhere else. They've got the three-tier system. They've got David Sling. They've got, um, oh, I can't remember the second one right now. And then, of course, they've got the um, Arrow 3. And they get all of the missiles at different ranges that come in against them. David, what's the one that they keep sending off against the Fakistinians? I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, the three-tier system. And this is the highest. This is the one that they actually had to test in Alaska because they don't have enough airspace in Israel unless it's a real attack. And so there you go with that. And then from Ynet. Israel is battling Gaza terrorists on a new front. Anybody hear about this? The post office. In the past 12 months, the Gaza office of the Kogat has confiscated more than 1,600 items sent to the coastal enclave that are defined as dual-use items. Products not originally intended for military use, but that they may be used for attack or intelligence operations. The decision to use the post office to smuggle items into Gaza is a testimony to the change taking place in the military wing. While the items are being posted are not rifles or anti-tank missile launchers, they can often cause more damage than live ammo. The items do include drones, which can photograph strategic facilities on the Israeli side of the border from the air and can hurl grenades at IDF troops. The packages sent by Posts also contain minute hidden cameras that can be placed on perimeter fences during disturbances in order to provide intelligence to Gazan snipers or terrorists planning to cross the border. Other items include encrypted radios and advanced diving equipment, some of the best in the world for the hundreds of Hamas naval commandos. As time has passed, the list of dual-use items banned by Israel has grown. At first, the list mainly comprised chemical fertilizer and tunnel digging equipment, and now includes hundreds of items intended for military use in Gaza. Model aircraft, balloons, we know the balloons are to start fires over there, laser pointers used to blind IDF forces during disturbances, night vision devices that erode the IDF's fighting advantage, masks, helmets, military footwear, high-quality uniforms, and compasses. It also included tech-based items such as remote control video cameras, frequency jammers, GoPro cameras, internet range magnifiers, antennas, and more. So once again, they're spending all of that money buying this stuff to destroy Israel. Why would Bernie Sanders take their side? It makes absolutely no sense. The guy is crazy. Okay, our Christian news for the day. Before I get into the Christian news, I'd like to say a couple things. First, we had guests who are still here, but we had them open us today. It's Joel and Missy Davis. They are pilots from Spokane, Washington, that teach other pilots how to uh, land in these very small runways around the world to take supplies into missionaries, to get Bible translations done in the most remote parts of the world. And what I would ask you to do is if you have the time to click on the opening comments section of the Superior Word, which we have every week, today it will be Joel and Missy. It'll be a short talk about what they do. They're here. They need funding, as all missionaries do. And this is their time to go around every couple of years because, you know, funding people die, funding people, you know, go broke or whatever, and they can no longer help. And so somebody new has to step in and take the plate. And I would ask that you would do that. And secondly, on the homepage of the Superior Word website, we have a temporary article. There's a boy that is going to Angola. He's the nephew of a person that attends online, and he 
is raising missionary funds to go to Angola for three months. And so he needs to raise that money. If you have a little extra money that you can donate to that, the link is there. You can click right on it. You can go directly to the page to support this young gentleman. I would ask that you would do that. So we have two missionary needs that uh, I would ask you to please consider while you're watching the Prophecy Update. And our first article is from Mail Online. South Dakota will now require all public schools to display, same as Florida a couple months ago, in God we trust. Yes, the lawmakers passed the law earlier this month in the hope that it will inspire patriotism in students who are due back in class this fall. Of course, the FFRF, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, is actively opposing the new law, saying it's a terrible violation of freedom. Actually, if you look on any coin or any dollar bill in the entire country, it says it. So how can it be attack on freedom? But the state will be required to defend and pay the cost to defend any public schools facing backlash. Good job. But it will not pay the cost to install the message. So they can't be said to be using public funds for that. But somebody, it's required to be in there. Somebody will step forward and they will fund that. And they'll put it up in every school and every class in the uh, state. And then if somebody goes to challenge it, the state is required by law to fund the challenge against the challenge. So good job, South Dakota. From BCN, school church victory. Government can't discriminate because they're religious. Anybody hear about this one? Because it's right here in Sarasota County. Yeah, Sarasota County, Florida has changed course to allow a church to use its own property to educate children in its religious school. ADF attorneys, thank goodness for the Alliance Defense Fund, filed a federal lawsuit on behalf of Englewood Church, right down near neck of the woods, of the Nazarene, known locally as Cross Point Church, and its religious school, leading the county to end discrimination against the school. In 2013, the church launched a Christian school for at-risk students, which offers individualized faith-based education. ADF says more than three years after the opening of the school, Sarasota County required the church to acquire a special exemption so the church could continue running the school in its own building. That application cost the church more than $10,000, which is not, here it is, not required of many secular assemblies or institutions. They were being unfavorable towards a religious institution. Once it was submitted, the Sarasota County Board of Commissioners denied the exception and started fining the church $250 each day it educated children on its property. So they charged them this thing, they denied it anyway, and then they started fining them daily. The federal law known as Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act bans the government in zoning matters from treating religious groups worse than secular groups. They won. I hope they got some compensation to repay them for all their effort, and they are doing their thing down there at the Church of the Nazarene. Good job. From Christian Post, China school children taught to hate God now. It started out just we're going to monitor it. Now they're actively being taught to hate God. Hate Christianity, it is an evil cult, they say. Yes, Christian parents in China have shared how the school children are being taught that Christianity is an evil cult and encouraged to hate God as the officially atheist country continues to tighten its grip on religion. According to Bitter Winter, since the regulations on religious affairs legislation was implemented last year, schools around China have adopted unprecedented measures to keep students away from Christianity. Schools in China are government-controlled, we all know that, and therefore communist in ideology. 
The policy has resulted in difficult situations for families as children are encouraged to question the belief of family members and report those closest to them to the authorities. Several Christian parents shared their stories with Bitter Winter, revealing the magnitude of China's animosity towards Christianity. It's a long read. It's a good read if you want to read some of the cases that went on, but bad things are happening. From CBN, Christian street preacher, this is good news. He wins wrongful arrest payout after being arrested for Islamophobia. This is over in the UK. A Christian street preacher named Oluwole Ilesamni has been awarded 2,500 pounds by Scotland Yard for his wrongful arrest in the UK in February when he was falsely accused of Islamophobia. This might not be the same guy I reported on, but they did this to a couple people. Anyway, London's Metropolitan Police removed the preacher from his location and transported him over five miles away in order to stop him from preaching the gospel. After marching out of the area, law enforcement transferred him by car to a remote location over five miles away from where he was released. Lost and with no money, it was only through the kindness of strangers that Olu managed to find his way back to Southgate. So he just dropped this guy off somewhere and said, here, preach here, buddy. And he sued him and he won. Good job. From Islam Today. Let's see here, from Reuters, Rouhani hopes British Prime Minister Johnson familiarity with Iran will help improve relations. They got Boris Johnson over there, and they're hoping that he will be the key to improve relations. I don't think that's going to happen because they need our trade deal, because they are going to do a hard Brexit. That, that seems to be what's going to happen there. They're going to leave, they're going to have their economy start tanking, and they are going to need what President Trump is offering free trade 100% no stipulations if he was to turn towards Iran that would be a snag and Trump is not going to want that so I hope that your familiarity with the issues of the relations of Iran and England and your presence once in Tehran will be considered helpful to get rid of existing obstacles in the growth and expansion of relations between us Rouhani said I don't think it's going to happen well we'll keep an eye on it from Zero Hedge Iran, Russia planning joint naval drill in contested Gulf waters. Russia and Iran are planning a joint naval exercise scheduled within the next year. Commander of Iran's Navy announced. FARS, which is their news agency, has reported it will take place by March 2020 in the Indian Ocean and will be staged as far north as the strategic and increasingly tense Strait of Hormuz. This is Iran and Russia joint military exercise. You wonder why they scheduled this all of a sudden. When we speak of the Indian Ocean, perhaps the most important part of which is the northern region where it's linked to the Sea of Oman the Strait of Hormuz, and also the Persian Gulf. The Iranian naval chief is in Moscow to sign a memorandum of understanding with the Russian military of defense for expanded mutual ties and to observe a Russian naval parade. This is the first MOU of its kind and can be regarded as a turning point in Tehran-Moscow military relations, something we have been pointing out. It's been increasing and increasing. They're throwing Turkey into this mix now, and the world is lining up just as Scripture said it would. Anyway, this is expected to include further development of military cooperation in the Caspian Sea, though nothing specific was indicated regarding the world's largest inland body of water between Europe and Asia. From Breitbart, Blue State Blues, Iran has already lost the war. Now, this is a commentary. It may not be correct, but it's still rather interesting. Israel's reportedly flown a modified version of the F-35 to Iran and back 
circling major cities and military bases and taking surveillance photographs without being detected by Iranian radar or intercepted by Russian missiles. That is the story that has been circulating throughout the Middle East for the past year. No one is certain whether it is true, but it has begun to appear in Western sources, especially since Iran recently fired the head of its air force. Not only has the regime been weakened by sanctions that have made it difficult for Tehran to pay its soldiers abroad, but now Israelis and the Americans presumably are thought to know everything they would need to know to launch a successful attack. To the extent that advanced Russian missiles can help defend Iran, they depend on Putin. And Iran cannot know if Putin will not cut a side deal. The result is that the U.S. may have already won a war with Iran without firing a shot. Looking beyond the clashes in the Strait of Hormuz and also comical displays of Iranian power, the regime may actually be defenseless. That creates a situation in which Iran may be more open to negotiations than ever before. I don't know if that's the case, but we'll see. And best of all, its own people, we talked about this from a different context last week, know the regime is weaker than ever. Remember last week, Christianity is blossoming there more than any country on the planet. 90% are in love with America, 10% aren't, and all we hear about is the 10%. So we'll continue to see where that goes. From Haaretz, in major shift, Israel twice struck Iranian targets in Iraq. This past week, using the F-35, hey, citing Western diplomats, Ashark al-Aswad, did I say that right, al-Aswad, yeah, I did, Ashark al-Aswad newspaper reports two strikes this month northeast of Baghdad, mark an expansion of Israeli attacks against Iranian targets. That's some serious stuff there. That's like going back to the 80s when they bombed the uh, nuclear reactor of Iraq. They're getting into that territory again. So we'll see where that goes. From the Times of Israel, tiny island nation, St. Kitts and Nevis. The reason why I included this is because my great-great-great-great-grandfather on my grandmother's side was the governor of Nevis like a thousand years ago. Yeah, so I thought it was kind of fun. Anyway, St. Kitts and Nevis recognizes Fakistinian state. Oh, no. St. Kitts and Nevis formally recognizes the state of Fakistine as a free, independent, and sovereign state based on its 1967 borders and East Jerusalem as its capital. Mark Brantley, the foreign minister of the Caribbean country, said, standing alongside the Fakistinian foreign minister, Riyadh al-Malki. St. Kitts and Nevis reiterates its support of a credible two-state solution to the Fakistinian-Israeli conflict, with the two states living side-by-side in peace prosperity and harmony yeah not yet has it more than ender recognizing a nation that doesn't exist that's the problem with this anyway more than 135 countries have recognized a fakistinian state though the figure does not include most major western powers so there you go with that it's a beautiful little island if you've never seen pictures of it go look online it's a beautiful place anyway what's that it's sinking yeah it is now with the weight of this from uh, newsweek Trump's new treasure spokeswoman, Monica Crowley, claimed Obama was a Muslim and loyal to terrorists. Why is that news? Oh, well, anyway. Okay, from CNN. Afghanistan asked for explanation after Trump claims the U.S. could wipe it off the face of the earth. Well, here, we do this and you're done. I mean, why would you need an explanation with that? And then from, he's trying to get our troops out of there. He wants them out by next year, okay? This is the longest-running war in the history of the United States of America. And so 
He said, you know, if they cause a problem, all we have to do is just wipe them off the face of the earth. And they said, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> From the Daily Caller, Rashida Tlaib. We didn't have ice years before 911. We were fine. She does not think very clearly. That's why we needed ice is because of 911. Think it through, lady. Anyway, Mongolia News Today from the WhiteHouse.gov. President Trump is expanding our partnership with Mongolia. President Trump was pleased to welcome President Batuga of Mongolia for a bilateral meeting at the White House. This visit presents a vital opportunity to en enhance the already strong U.S.-Mongolia relationship. The U.S. supported Mongolia's establishment of a free democratic society after renouncing communism in 1990, creating a foundation of goodwill that remains today. President Trump and President Batuga are engaging on a range of issues, including defense and security, trade and investment, and sovereignty and rule of law. We are working closely with Mongolia to deepen our security ties and promote a healthy economic relationship between our two countries. The U.S. and Mongolia have agreed that their relationship has reached the level of a strategic partnership. And here they are wedged right between the two big commies, right, Russia and China, and yet we are working on a strategic partnership with them. Pretty good stuff. Daniel 12 Technology. Either you're going to like this or you're not going to like it. You can probably guess by the smile on my face on which side of the camp I'm on. Zero Hedge. Flamethrowers just got airborne. Watch drones shoot napalm at stuff. Yeah, a new flamethrower has been released to the public that can be easily mounted on a DJI drone. It can shoot napalm at targets up to 25 feet away for approximately 100 seconds. Cleveland-based Throwflame, the oldest flamethrower company in the United States, is now selling on its website the TF-19 Wasp flamethrower drone attachment to anyone who has a DJI Spreading Wings S-1000 professional octocopter. The lightweight flamethrower attachment has a one-gallon fuel capacity and is used primarily... Now, listen, this sounds like something that's bad. I would use it for something probably not so good, but there are great reasons to be able to do this. Listen to this. Okay, primarily for agricultural burns. You don't get hurt. You let a drone take care of it. Okay, clearing debris from power lines. There's always stuff up in power lines, and you just burn it out instead of having the guys go up and risk their lives. Okay, managing insects. Good job. And uh, can even light back burns to contain wildfires. When I read that, I thought that is worth all of the technology of this because those men go in there and they make these back burns and they risk their lives every time they do that. Now you can fly a drone in there to do that. That is an amazing thing, okay? The company explained on its website. The attachment is available for purchase for $1,500 or can be financed for 83 bucks a month. I could almost afford that. Throw flame specifically outlined to potential customers in the item description that drones with flame throwers are federally legal and not considered weapons. However, users are still required to comply with the FAA's UAS rules in addition to local ordinances. So, burn away, kids. Uh, from USA Today, a bionic hand named after Luke Skywalker could help amputees Feel again, not just pick things up now, they can now feel. Okay, researchers at the University of Utah have developed a prosthetic system that will allow patients to regain their sense of touch with a fake hand. This is really, well, remember uh, what's his name, Steve Austin, the bionic man, and he could feel in it. This is really that technology come alive. Traditional 
prosthetic hands lack sensory feedback, which makes them clumsy to control and makes them feel unnatural. As a result, the team added sensory feedback to an advanced bionic arm called the Luke arm. They used output from arm sensors to control the stimulation of sensory nerve fibers, which convey the information to the brain and create the sensation of touch. To recreate that sensation, electrodes were connected to the inside of nerves. The participants can feel over 100 different locations and types of sensation coming from their missing hand. The sensations include different types of touch, such as pressure, flutter, or vibration, temperature, and pain, according to Clark. Users can also feel the location and contraction of their muscles, even though the muscles aren't actually there. That's because we can send electronic signals up the sensory fibers, meaning biological wires, from the muscles so the brain interprets them as real. They can feel the muscles in the hand picking something up when there aren't any muscles in the hand. It's just a... That is incredible. That is marvelous. From Revelation Plagues today, from Zero Hedge, Cuomo signs bill, here it is, decriminalizing marijuana use in New York. Governor Cuomo signed a bill decriminalizing marijuana use after the legislature failed to reach an agreement on a bill that would have legalized sales. Well, they couldn't agree on that, but he's just going to make it legal. But the decrim bill is the next best thing, and it's coming soon to a bill near you, I'm sure. Supporters insist, arguing that it will help eliminate the racial disparities in arrests and sentencing while also making possession of anything up to one ounce punishable. Now, here it is. Punishable by a max fine of $50. Possession of between one and two ounces will be punishable of a fine up to $200, eliminating the possibility of jail time, regardless of an individual's criminal record. Proponents estimate that as many as 600,000 New Yorkers will benefit from the legislation. Here it is which also provides expunging past marijuana convictions. So they just say you're not a criminal anymore, even though you've been a criminal all along. They expunge all of them. And what they've done now is they've saved their court costs. They just send the guy a fine and they expect him to pay it. And so they're making money. This is a money-making thing right off the top. It saves them money and they have it coming in all at the expense of their own people. Whatever. Let New York do what New York's going to do. From Mail Online, Trump admin to cut the length of opioid prescriptions for federal employees from 30 days to a week. Very smart. The initial prescription will be for a seven-day supply instead of up to 30 days. Patients will be able to get up to three refills of seven days apiece. It makes it more difficult for them to go and get those, and they will be less likely to abuse the law. All right, Mail Online. Deadly mosquito-borne virus that kills people by swelling their brains is found in, yes, Florida. Health authorities are warning of an increased risk of mosquito-borne virus EEE. People are being advised to cover skin with clothing or to wear repellent. While infection is rare, it proves deadly in 30% of the cases. The largest outbreak has been in Sarasota, Florida, in the Nokomis area. Okay, I lied. I just said that to get Linda worried. Anyway, most cases of EEE have been reported from Florida, Massachusetts, New York, and North Carolina. EEE transmission is most common in and around freshwater hardwood swamps, which we have very few of them here. We do have one down by your area, though, is the uh, um, Oscar Shear State Park, so stay away from there. In the Atlantic and Gulf Coast states and the Great Lakes regions. I like to pick on Linda. She's an easy target, so why not? Morality today, superior word news. Again, this is a great news service. 
As of Thursday, New Jersey allows terminally ill patients to commit suicide with medical prescription. It's one after another. The dominoes are falling, and we saw what happened with Canada. They said it would never happen, and it's already happening. Belgium, years ago, said it'll never happen. All of these things are, they initiate, oh, this will be used very sparingly. Only old people, and the next thing you know, they're nixing 12-year-olds. Okay, this is insane, and this is New Jersey. So here we go. Let's see here. Um, Breitbart. Aussie children taught to reject kisses and hugs from grandma. We went through that here. Yes, we went through this here. A prophecy update a year ago. You were sleeping that day. Anyway, an Australian school program is teaching young children about the boundaries for sexual consent by explaining they have the right to reject kisses and physical contact with their grandmother. It is a part of a move to teach children about body autonomy and highlights concepts around sexuality and consent as they move through the school system. The Respectful Relationships Program being taught in the state of Victoria's school is meant to help kids learn to say no to unwanted physical contact. What they're doing there, and you know this, they, they did this here, I think it was up in the Northeast where they were doing that. They've done it in England, they're doing it in Australia. They tell children, don't allow your grandmother to kiss and hug you, right? They don't want the nuclear family to be close. But at the same time, what are they, what perversion are they teaching these children to do? Go to See, the library. Yeah, go to the library and watch drag queens. We had how many of those last week and all that kind of stuff. So this is, this has nothing to do with teaching a child to be safe from uh, uh, harassment or anything like that. This has to do with destroying the nuclear family, to destroying what God has instituted, and to break the hearts of grandmothers everywhere. All right, let's see here from CNN. Settlement allows transgender people in North Carolina to use certain bathrooms matching gender identity. This was a settlement after the suit. They came out with the bathroom law, and there was a suit, and so a judge made the Final determination. Transgender people in North Carolina may use certain public bathrooms as they relate to their gender identity. It's going to be a problem. We'll see it. Well, the reports will be full of it, according to a settlement approved by a federal judge. The settlement applies to buildings controlled by officials from the executive branch. So any building controlled by the executive branch of North Carolina has to allow these people into any bathroom they want to be in. Here's a problem, though. Listen to this. Those facilities include most state offices in Raleigh. Highway rest stops. You talk about people getting into a lot of trouble. That is where it's going to happen. We're going to start seeing this in these remote highway rest stops. Mark my word on that, okay? State parks and historic sites. The settlement comes two years after North Carolina lawmakers passed a bill that replaced the state's original controversial bathroom law. This was a judge. He was had to make a decision, that's what he decided, but I'm telling you, that's going to be a real problem with the state parks and with the uh, uh, highway, whatever you call it, yes, the rest areas, bad stuff. From our other category, aliens, I call this. Mail Online, Bill Barr ends guarantee of asylum for people whose families are targeted by narco gangs as he rules it's not the same as racial or religious persecution. People have been saying, well, my grandfather was targeted by a narco gang and so I need asylum here in America. They're using any excuse to come up and we can't say no. Well, now we can say no to that nonsense. I mean, somebody here might have a grandfather that was targeted by a narco gang, right? Well, what protection do we get? absolutely insane. Okay, it says AG Barr reversed a 2018 decision that allowed immediate family members of those being persecuted the ability to seek asylum. He said just belonging to a family doesn't allow someone to claim they are part of a particular social group. That's a very good call. The fact that a criminal group targets a 
group of people does not, standing alone, transform those people into a particular social group. Yeah, our previous president passed this, and it was insane, and he's undone it, thank goodness. Zero Hedge. Washington State releases hundreds of illegal aliens charged with crimes, including felonies. This is over the past two years. King County, Washington, which identifies as a sanctuary county, has spent the last two years releasing hundreds of illegal aliens charged with crimes, including felonies such as homicide. Kill somebody and you're an illegal alien? You just get off scot-free. Sexual assault and kidnapping. The county, which includes Seattle, refused to honor over 370 detention requests by ICE for a 27-month period. Of those, 290 of which were classified by ICE as under suspicion of threat level one or two offenses, meaning the worst of all offenses, 290 of them. And they just let them go scot-free. From NPR, Trump admin, this is back on 725. Listen to the progression of what's going on here. Trump admin considering travel ban on Guatemalans after asylum snubbed. Okay? From the Daily Wire. Trump breaks Guatemala. Central American nation reserves course on asylum agreement. From BBC, Guatemala signs migration deal with U.S. after Trump threats. So he prevailed in this issue. Under the deal, migrants from El Salvador and Honduras who pass through Guatemala would be required to stop and seek asylum there first. Migrants who failed to do so would then be ineligible for asylum in the United States. This makes perfect sense. They've gone through a country and they come to America and they say we want asylum here without first asking asylum in a country that they have gone through. This makes absolute sense. It says, um, Mr. Trump said that in exchange, Guatemalan farm workers would get easier access to work on U.S. farms. The Guatemalan government says the agreement will last for two years and will be reviewed every three months. As a result of such a deal, Guatemalans and Mexicans would be the only Latin American migrants able to seek protection at the U.S.-Mexico border. They're the only ones. Anyone else coming from all of these southern countries that pass through Guatemala will not be eligible. This is a great move here on his part, okay? They're breaking the law, and we have to stop it somehow. This is how we do it. From Slate, federal judge rules in favor of Trump's new policy that would greatly reduce asylum seekers. We've had a couple turned down. We had this one approved, so I'll read this one. A federal judge decided not to block the Trump admin's latest restriction on asylum requests by migrants fleeing violence in their home countries. Judge Timothy J. Kelly of D.C. upheld the administration's proposed rule, which was challenged on July 16th in a lawsuit brought by several migrant advocacy groups. Under the new rule, asylum seekers who pass through another country on their way to the United States will be denied entry here unless they were already rejected for asylum in that third country. So they challenged this immediately, and this judge approved it. He said that is the correct way to do it. And this is, you're right, it makes sense. That is exactly how this should be done. From Mary Greeley News, thousands pay for, talking about aliens, right? Thousands pay for alien abduction insurance policies that offer $9 million payout. Yeah. Yes. St. Lawrence Agency in Altamont Springs, Florida, right down the road, has seen interest surge after a Facebook page urging people to storm Area 51 went viral. More than 6,000 people have taken out alien abduction policies. You know, the best thing about this is there's absolutely no proof. 
You know, so it's all just money on his part. Anyway, it says um, it offers coverage for a one-off fee of $24.95. Get yours today, kids, in which they will mail a paper copy of the certificate in a frame. Digital copies cost $19.95. And I was thinking, you know what? I should start an insurance for rapture insurance. Hey, because when there you go, you can't lose on that one, buddy. There's no losing on rapture insurance. All right, from uh, Fox Baltimore, Baltimore media goes to West Baltimore covering Trump remarks. They're out there saying all the bad things about how he said it's a dirty city and there's rats everywhere. So they went out to cover it, and a rat photo bombs their coverage ran right out behind her. Yeah, it was good. Okay, I got a lesserick here for you. Let's see if you can guess which article we're talking about. There's a company's got a new claim about their newest and thrower of flame. It should be really hot for those 36 aught. It can burn both for good and to maim. So there you go. And I have a couple ironies of the week for you, but before I give those to you, okay, I want to let you know that if you uh, would wait till the end of the video. Right at the end, I'll have a place where you can click on the video for the next Sergio and Rhoda video. Came out this week. Those who were here, did you enjoy it? Yeah. It was marvelous. It was. It's from Timna, which is in the south of Israel. Beautiful place. It'll take you a couple minutes to watch the video. It is outstanding. It'll be, be linked at the end of the Prophecy Update. And I'll also have it in the bottom, so you can click on the URL if you want to do it that way. Okay, irony. Mail online. Aiming high. Aiming high, bear named Cheeseburger tries to steal from a dumpster outside a marijuana shop. He is aiming high. Yeah. And then from Zero Hedge, breaking bad meets bad breaking. Man transporting $140 million in methamphetamines crashes into a cop car. Oh, yes. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the superior word, and that is your prophecy update for the week. All right.